I love the quote from Alex L. She says, self-healing is an act of community service. If you have complex shame, good news, there is hope and help. Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news, it is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day, and some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. You are hearing stories from people whose lives have been interrupted, and yet they're using their stories to help others. Have you ever thought of using your story to help others by writing a book or creating a podcast? Well, then you're in the right place. Go to www.coachlaurie.com for all the details. I heard a phrase the other day listening to a podcast. She says she coined the phrase complex shame. Now, I've heard complex trauma before, but complex shame. When I was listening to her, my thought was, finally, somebody gets it. I've been saying for years, if you are doing all the things, following all the formulas, and not getting the same results as everybody else, everybody else looks at you and says, you are wrong. You're doing it wrong. Something's wrong with you. But here's what I've discovered. Complex shame. So what works for general public doesn't work for those of us that have this complex shame, which usually starts in childhood. It's not the Brene Brown form of shame recovery. I love Brene Brown. I think she's awesome. I've read every one of her books. And people say, oh, I did the things. I was vulnerable. I shared my truth. I reached out to community and I feel like I belong and I feel healed and I have a new worldview. And then there's the people with complex shame who go through all the steps. And when everyone else is saying, I'm free, hallelujah, we're saying, yeah, I'm still feeling a little bit of shame here. I'm still not quite there yet. What's wrong with me? And that's where I am going to add to complex shame is compacted shame. So we have this extra shame that comes to us. Now, if if you're not familiar with childhood abuse or childhood sexual abuse, often it takes people 26 years before they're able to tell their story. The reason maybe they try to tell and they're not believed, maybe they are afraid that if they tell, it'll be their fault because they're a child and so they think they're wrong. They think the world turns around them. Or maybe... They've heard their parents say, if anybody messes with my kid, I'll kill him. And their abuser is their brother. And they don't want their parent to kill their brother because they're a child and they believe it. So there are so many reasons why people don't tell also the threats of the abuser. And sometimes not just threats. They may threaten to kill you or kill your family. Or what we've seen in our podcast, No Longer Ashamed, there's been survivors who were told, your parent told me to come and get you and take care of you and do these things to you. How insidious is that? So when we're talking about complex shame, and then we compact it with every time we try to do something, every time we try to follow the formula, and it doesn't work for us, we think 
and people tell us something's wrong with us. Now, if you're not familiar with ACEs, A-C-E-S, go look it up because it's kind of a chart where you can look and see if maybe you have childhood trauma because maybe what you went through as a child seemed really normal. It might have been what you just thought, this is life. But then when you look around, is this what's happening in other families? Is this what's going on in my friend's home? And so you can kind of start to find a place with that. So what resonated with me with complex trauma was I felt like, oh my goodness, I'm not wrong. I'm not damaged and broken. I have trauma that needs to be unpacked. Now, when I say that, I've done counseling, I've done work, and many of us have. But the thing is, it doesn't go away. You can be in your 60s and something, you might see something, you might see a mom smack a kid, and it triggers you and puts you right back as though it's happening to you in that moment. And we see this with survivors in our no longer ashamed. Somebody will reach out to us because they've found out something's happening to someone in their family. And we can see how panicked and upset they are. And we ask him, is that child safe right now? Yes. But you're still freaked out. Yes. Then that's about you. It's about your trauma. And so as we learn how to recognize and how to deal with our trauma, this is all so good. And this is where telling your story is so important. Now, I'm just going to say Brene Brown's shame model Somebody can say, when I was a little kid, I on purpose tripped a kid, they broke their nose, and I always felt bad about it. I have so much shame. I'm going to find a way to let go and move on. But when something happened to you as a child, and you are the victim of abuse, especially from an adult, but even from children, there's a different level there. Because if you just go to the general public and say, I tripped a kid, he broke his nose, I was terrible, I'm trying to forgive myself, people are going to have compassion. But if you come out and say, my uncle did this, or people are going to be shocked that you're not going to get the response and the compassion that maybe we would expect when we are vulnerable. It's a different kind of vulnerability. And so finding a place to tell your story first where it's absolutely safe, because once you tell your story the first time, you probably are going to freak out. You're probably going to be like, oh, no, I shouldn't have told because all those things, all those threats, you're going to ruin our family. All those things come up and feel real. So if you have complex shame, here's the good news. There is help. There is support. But here's the bad news. If you think about this, one out of six, I think if we combine the two statistics, boys and girls, now we know more men don't tell than women, so we know the statistics aren't right, but say one out of five of us have been abused. So when you're thinking about people who are speaking, training, teaching these wonderful methods of how to get free, how to deal with your shame, how to deal with trauma. Now, if they're trauma-informed, it's going to be a whole lot better. But when you're talking about the average person who's maybe getting up doing a training, and they're going to say some things that to your average person, they can hear, and they, they land well. But to people with complex, and as we get older, compound, because what we do is we just tighten it in, squish it in, keep it inside of us rather than let anybody see our shame because they may say it's not your fault, but they don't know because we still believe it's our fault. The trainer's up on the stage and they say, 
Everything happens for a reason and everybody's like, hallelujah. Maybe it's church. Maybe it's a convention. Maybe you're a network marketer. Maybe you're going to some kind of self-help convention and people say everything happens for a reason. And what my little girl says is really children are abused for a reason. And so what happens is I can no longer track with that speaker because what they're saying, if it's true, then that makes me chosen for bad things. And the reason I want to bring this up for two reasons. One is if you're being assaulted every day by well-meaning people, I want you to find a place of grace for your heart and for that shame compactor inside of you (laughs) that's just squishing it tighter and tighter. I have an enzyme that I sell. And what I love about it is if you put it in snack pack pudding and you stir it up, you know, snack pack pudding is so mm, firm and you put it in and it turns it into water. And I always wish I had one of those for my, my shame, for that compactor that would just go in and distill it and get rid of it rather than just holding on to it. Our shame may be complex, but what happens is when we hear these speakers say these things that aren't true, everything happens for a reason. Or or how about this one? It was meant to be. Anybody who's been through a miscarriage has probably been told it was meant to be. God wanted that baby more than you did. That is not helpful. I don't think it's biblical. It's mean. In fact, what it does is it makes the person who's saying it feel better. And then it compacts our complex shame. Here's a pro tip for trainers, podcasters, teachers. It's a challenge if you're willing to accept it. Number one, know what you're saying. If you're saying everything is meant to be, I challenge you to go do a biblical study or whatever your your spiritual practice is. Go do a study and see if that is really true. If children are abused for a reason and if war happens for a reason. Yeah, it happens for a reason. It's greed. For war, usually. So if you're talking about the reason is put on the abuser or the predator, yeah, because they're a terrible person. But what the victim hears is, I was chosen to be abused. So I want you to think about that as you're speaking and talking in front of people. What are you saying? Because if you're talking to 100 people, five or six of them are going to have this complex compacted shame and you may be singing to the choir to these other people but you just hammered a nail in the coffin of five people think about what you're saying if you have a system which most businesses most network marketing even churches we have a system if you do this this will happen And if you have someone in your organization, in your church, in your business, and it's not working for them, rather than blaming them, why not come alongside of them and discover what it is rather than blaming them? You're wrong. What about offering, if you're a business, offering counseling for that person, offering resources for that person? We're not all social workers. And we're not all here to try to make people feel good. But what I want you to know, if you're a presenter or a trainer, that you may be doing harmful things while you're getting an amen. Now, you with the complex compound shame, you've been sitting by listening while I admonish (laughs) those who are unintentionally hurting us. Here's the other thing. I always think it's so amazing when you try to share something and people think you want advice and you're just trying to share a frustration 
and they want to fix you. That's just a whole nother rant. But when I think about people who are in training positions, often this happens. And when they have somebody like us in their downline, in their church, what happens to us, the five of us out of the hundred, is we feel like we don't belong. We feel more shame. We feel more wrong. And we feel more despair. Am I talking to you? If I am, you're not alone. I'm on a mission to change the way people talk. That's why I teach podcasting. Many people who are speaking are thinking about what they're saying, but they're not thinking about who they're talking to. So when I teach podcasting, I see, teach some pro tips that will take your podcast to the top because people in your audience will, be, will feel seen and heard. They will think you are talking to them. But if you could start by thinking about what you're saying any of the platitudes that might be causing somebody else more shame, how can you say it different? And here's the thing, you don't have to. You'll get all the praise, you'll go on to, to touch the masses, and that's fine. You do that. But if you want to not hurt five people out of a hundred in your audience, think about the platitudes that you're saying. Sometimes it's just a matter of saying it different. God can work through anything you go through. Now, I can live with that. If God can work through anything I went through, but if you tell me it's happened for a reason, you've lost me. I'm gone. So the good news about complex, compacted shame is there is hope and there is help, mostly because now people are recognizing it. When we're in a situation where we feel like nobody's getting what I'm saying, nobody's hearing what I'm saying, no, that you can find a counselor, a coach, a support group that will help you and will support you. And not only that, will give you tools to walk out. One of the things that I was so upset about is whenever I hear an entrepreneur that had a system, they never learned it from anyone. They figured it out. And so my mantra is, I can figure this out. But what happens is if we go to people that don't know how to deal with this kind of trauma. For instance, a lot of people that come on our No Longer Ashamed podcast will say, oh, I tried counseling. It didn't work. And I always say, try again. Get a trauma-informed counselor. Get a trauma-informed coach. And so now I train coaches to help people going through recovery, whether it's recovery from drugs and alcohol, childhood abuse, because When we can go to somebody who gets us, who doesn't pile on more shame, who doesn't compact what we already have, who doesn't make us feel like we're wrong, because actually they don't have to make us feel that way, right? We already feel that way. And that's where we're operating from. We're operating from this place of I'm wrong. And that is why the things aren't working for us. If this is speaking to you and you feel like you might have childhood trauma, just Google take the ACEs childhood trauma quiz. If you're feeling defensive when somebody is talking or sharing, ask yourself, what is this stirring in me? Is this really about the person who's talking or is it something going on in myself? Because if you have childhood trauma and you have not dealt with it, it is going to keep coming up and basically sabotaging your whole life. So if you're beginning to recognize that that's maybe part of your story, there is help and there is support and you can get freedom 
in your life. You do not have to remain the victim. You can become a thriving survivor. And most of that starts by finding a safe place to share your story. If you're trying to do something and you find yourself saying, I do all the things, but it doesn't work, there might be something else going on. And the good news is our mind can change our brain. So if we start to get in touch with these things that are going on, these feelings that we're having, and we're brave enough, courageous enough to seek help, then your life can drastically change. I love the quote from Alex L. She says, self-healing is an act of community service. Do you have brain fog? Are you exhausted all the time? Do you struggle with depression? How about cravings? Imagine an enzyme that turns sugar into fiber. For a link to order your bottle, email me at lacoach at comcast.net. That's L-A-C-O-A-C-H at comcast.net. So three things we learned today. One, if you are a speaker, a presenter, a trainer, be careful about the platitudes that you say, because you might get an amen from most of the crowd, but you might be putting a nail in the coffin of somebody else's grave. Number two, if you have childhood trauma, you can go to ACEs and take that test and see if you might need some help. And number three, there is help, there is support, and there is freedom. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.